Welcome back to Podagogy, our Highlander Academy podcast. Uh, I am Nick Duncan, headmaster at Highlander Academy, and this is episode 11, Why Hermeneutics? And so I have with us a former hermeneutics teacher, Jeff Wright, who has taught uh, at Highlander Academy for a number of years and who is returning to teach rhetoric for us this year. And he's also a pastor uh, Midway Baptist Church in Cookville. And so we're just excited to have you here with us today. Hey, glad to be here, man. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. And so we're talking about um, hermeneutics. And so just kind of the way that our podcast works, we walk through the grammar and the logic, the rhetoric of different topics and subjects. And so uh, we'll just kind of start off with the grammar of hermeneutics. So if you could just tell us what is hermeneutics and then maybe go into to what subjects does hermeneutics apply? There are more technical definitions of hermeneutics, but the one that I think is most useful to you know an audience that's thinking through this at their kid's school is the, uh, the art and science of studying the Bible well. One of my favorite books on hermeneutics that's not super technical is called How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth. Yeah. And that's what I would say hermeneutics teaches you to do. Absolutely. Thank you. So how to read the Bible for all it's worth. So then does this just apply to the Bible? No, actually, in a lot of ways, what we're doing is in hermeneutics, what we're doing is teaching people to read the Bible the way they would read any other book. Okay. Now, I say that. I don't want to go too far off stream on this. Postmodern thought has kind of crept into our minds and people started thinking that it doesn't matter what the author wants to say. It's just what the reader responds. I'm not talking about that. Uh, The meaning of a text is in the author's intention. And that's most true for the Bible. That's where the good stuff is. What did God, through his messenger, inspired by the Holy Spirit, want to say to us? That's where the the life that we uh, get from the Word comes from. So that's what we want to get back to doing. Yeah, it's good. Thank you. So give me another example where you would say this is another way that, that hermeneutics is valuable to us, thinking about the intent of an author. Another, maybe another context other than Scripture. Obviously, that's where it's most helpful for us as Christians. Yeah, so if I'm reading um, a first aid manual about how to bandage a wound or how to, you know, do CPR, what I'm assuming there is that someone who knows more about the human body and its needs than I gave me instructions that I might serve my, you know, whoever I'm helping through first aid or CPR, right? So I'm taking as an assumption, they knew what they're talking about. And what I need is the knowledge they knew when they gave this instruction. Right. And that's, that's a really practical application. So... You know, you, you hear this stuff about the Bible is God's instruction manual for life. Yeah, the Bible's deeply practical in that way. Yes. But also, when God is speaking, when the Creator is speaking, saying, this is who I am, there's no subject more important. Absolutely. And so I want to know what He intended for me to understand when He said, I am like this. Because... Again, that is very practical, but it also is my route to joy. God offers himself to us as a source of delight, and I'm going to access it more fully the better I understand what he's communicating. Thankfully, he's a good communicator. Yes. He puts the cookies on the bottom shelf. He doesn't make it hard to know him. And so this is a this is a process that's easy to give yourself to, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't give yourself to it intentionally. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. So, so what are some things that you would say that someone might hope to learn in a hermeneutics class? I think you would hope to learn, you know, what we call theology. It's the God is the great subject uh, The you know, you've talked about in previous episodes of this podcast that everything you're learning at the school is ultimately learning about God. Theology is that in the most like distilled direct form. And so you want to know this great God who made you and offers himself to you. Some of the skills you want to use for that are understanding what uh, 
the original language meant because, you know, moving from any language to another, you can get a high degree of correspondence. But there, there's the potential that something kind of got lost in translation. That's why we have those cliche. So it, it gives you a mental category to go, hey, I need to go double check that to make sure I've harvested all the good that's here. Or to consider the way that different historical realities have shaped the understanding that the author would have been uh, building into the text and how his audience would have received it. It gives you a mental category to go, oh, I'm going to go double check that because there may be some real good there that I need to access to. Yeah, that's good. So I think that we might be tempted, especially in today's age and our culture, to think that, yeah, that really sounds like something that my pastor probably needs to know how to do so that he can teach the Bible to us well. Would you push back on that and say this is this is something that, because uh, you know at Highland Academy, this is something that we require students to take um, either their junior year, senior year. And so what? how would you push back on maybe the misconception that only pastors really need a course that's this technical? If you would, and your listeners would let me be provocatively or, or let me speak provocatively with charity. You could say something along those lines that only pastors need this. If you affirm that only pastors need to know the Lord well and delight in Him, yeah, um, I think it's it's a significant fact of reality that God so wants to be known that He took up our nature and entered into the story He was telling through the cosmos. And when He left us a book, He wrote it in a language that the common man spoke. I think He's deeply interested in being known, and I think He's incredibly gracious. And I think knowing him through his word is what he's made available to us. And, and the opportunity for delight and joy is the chief motivator. Now, yes, there's all these negative motivations. I don't want to fall into false doctrine because I don't want to believe or teach things that are wrong about the God that is. Absolutely. Those things hurt my neighbor and they endanger my soul. That's that's certainly a motivating factor. But the higher one is, how do I get to know as much about him on this side of eternity to, to enjoy him to the greatest degree I can in this phase of existence? Then after death, assuming that the word does its work and converts me and teaches me to love him, that I'll have a leg up on eternity to go into further study of the Lord. Uh, they're not seeing by faith, but seeing by sight. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's great. You know, a lot of what you just said is is why you know we require students uh, to take hermeneutics. You know, we part of our vision, as you know, is is for students to be transformed by the gospel. Um, you know, and the good news is a part of that narrative that you're talking about: Jesus stepping into our world, into into the middle of our mess, and uh, rescuing us. And so, um, you know ultimately for his glory. And so, um, you know, for our students to leave um, Highlander Academy without knowing how to read any book, but especially their Bible well, uh, we think would be um, a black mark on us. And so that's kind of why, part of why we require that. Yeah, I think I commend you for the wisdom in that. Uh, again, knowing how to access a text is the kind of thing that former students uh, of mine on Highland Ram have come back and said, even in a college setting, because that skill has been so neglected. Uh, it, it's kind of set me in my professor's affections because I know how to read a text, yeah. right? Uh, that's wonderful. We we hope that classical education is giving people the ability to be lifelong learners. Knowing how to access meaning in a text is, you just can't get away from that. But again, the dignity of the project that God has made himself known yeah. and offers himself to us. How do we how do we claim to love him and not uh, not give ourselves to that and, and, and do the work to do it as skillfully as possible? It, it's a common metaphor to think about your spouse. You know, I'm, I'm a husband. And it would be funny for those of you who know my wife, Miss Wright, to talk about how much I love her blonde hair. That's not loving my wife for who she is. I have to know her. Wait, Mrs. Wright doesn't have blonde hair? Not anymore. Oh, okay. She's got this bottle that... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it, it would not be an authentic or robust love to just simply neglect actually who she is and claim to, to hold her in my affections. 
God's put it there for us to have. We get to know our Creator. We get to know Him as a fountain of joy and one that shows us how to to live life in light of His glory. Man, the the dignity of the opportunity insists that we take it as seriously as we can and we be as good at it as we can. And that involves skills like learning hermeneutics. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. That makes me want to go take a hermeneutics class. So we we have some resources. Um, you know, we we always encourage uh, you know our students to to go talk to people that we think are knowledgeable about these things. So I know you know you could speak to uh, for students that are listening, parents that are listening. You could speak to Mr. Wright. Uh, Mr. Carmen uh, has also taught hermeneutics for us. Be a great uh, resource. Um, and then talk to your pastor. Talk to your pastor about uh, hermeneutics and. Um, um, what that looks like for him when he's preparing a sermon. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, Mr. Wright, you may have some other resources that we could look to when it comes to hermeneutics. You know, just practically when you're doing family devotions or, or something around the table, we probably all at some point in our educational life learn to ask the who, what, where, when, how questions. In, in a lot of ways, that's rudimentary, but but still pretty pretty robust hermeneutics. So when you sit down with your kids around the dinner table or whatever, and you're going to read a passage of the Bible, intentionally ask and answer those questions. Who, what, when, where, why, how. Just train them to think about the Bible. And Absolutely. And, yeah. and train yourself. Yes. You know, the, the dangerous question to ask sitting down to an open Bible is, what does this text mean to me? And I know that's a provocative statement. Right. It's good to think about how it applies to you. Yes. Application in our lives. Yeah. The question to sit down with first, though, is what did God intend to say Yes, in this text? And that's the one that's going to lead you not only into better understanding, but to really know how to say, what do I do with this now? Which is the heart of the question. What does this text mean to me? You just want to start with a better question and then work down the application. Yeah, that's good. It's helpful. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, as always, I'd like to end with a greater, with a greater quote. Um, and so we have a quote from uh, an alum. When asked about hermeneutics, uh, she said, it's how to study the Bible correctly without using eisegesis and to be able to interpret it the way the author meant. That kind of makes me giddy happy. Yeah. That term eisegesis is not one you use in regular conversation. Right. But it, it, it's a fairly technical term for studying the Bible. Exegesis is how do I get the meaning of the text out of the text? Right. Eisegesis is the uh, the error of imposing your preconceived notions on the text. Okay. And that you've got a, a senior saying, I want to get from the text, not impose myself on it. I don't want it. to bring things to it and kind of interpose things on what God was trying to say to us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, praise the Lord, man. Yeah, praise the Lord. Stuff. Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you for being with us. And uh, next next time, episode 12, we will talk about why do we emphasize memorization? Uh, our littles memorize and memorize and memorize. And many of you parents will know, sing songs and jingles and, and all the chants. And I'm sure you all know them as well. And so we'll talk about why we put so much emphasis on that next time. So thank you for being with us, Mr. Wright. Thank you for being with us also. Thanks for having me.